are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. John Schuster, literally about two inches from me. We have the grand, the grand one, the big dog, one of my favorite people in the world, Kevin Woodman, warming up in the bullpen. But first, want to tell you all a little bit, though, about Built Bar. Built Bar is something that, you know what, if you've seen John Schuster, you know that he's in it for the long haul. Built Bar is the reason that it's been able to sustain Kev Woodman is one of the strongest people I know, seriously, and I would be very surprised if Kevin Woodman hasn't had a Built Bar. Kevin, hop in here, even Every if you haven't had a Built Bar. Every day, Built Bar is uh, the reason I am the, uh, as strong as I am. <laughs> and that's really the way that it works with Built Bar, but all right, enough about Built Bar. Let's talk more about Uncle Kev. Kev, what's up, dude? Good to see you, Michael. How are you? Shu, good to see you. How you guys been? I feel like I haven't seen you, Shu. I just saw you. You and I went uh, down near the beach a couple weeks ago and got drunk together. That was fun. Yeah, we're aware that there's a supply chain issue, and I think with the amount of alcohol we drank, we didn't help from uh, from an overall supply alcohol no. standpoint. So if we, California- We robbed some poor bastards in Iowa of alcohol. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> if California's all of a sudden become a dry state, you can blame us. Did, when you watch- Yes, exactly. Good to see you guys. Is it really like it shows in the news, though, where you basically just got like all of these tankers just sitting there? Yeah. Yeah. There's like 60 of them uh, just sitting out there. Government. The ones that are waiting to get into L.A. Harbor are parked in front of Huntington Beach. So that should tell you how, how backed up they are to get into yeah. L.A. Harbor. They're really screwing yeah, up. Crazy. They're really screwing up those waves. Yeah, actually, yeah, completely. And we just now got clearance to go back into the water from the oil spill. So oh, at God. least to fish in the water. We can go back in the water. But so, yeah, uh, this state is a giant cluster, if you know what I mean. All right. So uh, so obviously now um, uh, I am uh, I have left 1290. Kev's obviously not at 1290. We'll be talking about that in a little bit. But first, let's get a little bit of yeah. wildcat talk in here, Kev. Uh, it's much more yeah. Been watching your Twitter, it's much more enjoyable to watch Arizona basketball right now. You know what I feel like, and I and I don't want to I don't want to pick on somebody, but you and I, I feel like had a special walk through hell with the whole Khalil Tate thing. <laughs> yes. Should he run? Should he not run? Should he pass? Should he not pass? And then you know, is he coming back? Uh, um, it, what's wrong with Khalil? Well, the, we spent a whole year about that whole thing, and it just was soul sucking. Because, you know, and if you're an Arizona fan, um, you experienced the whole Khalil Tate thing too, right? Right. But you didn't have to talk about it every day like we did. <laughs> and it just got to be where it took away the fun of Arizona football. Like, even this year, they didn't win a lot of games, but it still was far more fun than that. And I feel, and this may sound harsh, I don't care, but I feel that way about Sean Miller leaving. I feel now that, like, there's been this... The, the the fun has been brought back to Arizona basketball, and I can now get involved in Arizona basketball. And this team looks fun. It looks like they like playing there, and it 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 feels exactly to me like when Khalil Tate left. Like okay, no matter what happens here, if they never win a game again, <laughs> at least it's not that. And, and see, that's see that's the thing too, Kev. Like, and we had to obviously cover that every single day, and then you get into all these. 
in these conspiracies, well, is he supposed to run? Is he not supposed to run? Is he choosing not to? And the, and you're so right. Can we had to cover the Miller thing up close every single day? It's like, first of all, the product wasn't that enjoyable to watch. And second of all, right. even, even though they were good, it was like, all right, well, all right, what's the FBI going to do? I don't know what the FBI is going to do right anymore or the uh, AAIRP, whatever it's called. <laughs> But at the end of the day, at least it's yeah. sports again, Kevin. You being a Chargers fan out there, lifelong Charger fan, you know what it's like. Nation, baby. <laughs> but well, I never felt like I feel like there was a part of me when Arizona won in basketball under Miller that there was a part of me that didn't enjoy it. Oh, you know what I, I mean, like I couldn't figure out what that part was, and I think now it's like I'm enjoying even these early wins over North Dakota State. Like I'm all in. Like this is a fun team to root for, and I like the coach. He seems to be doing. All of the, all of the things that maybe Miller didn't, or I don't know, maybe maybe it, no matter who brought who they brought in, I was gonna like him because I just felt like Miller uh, sucked a lot of the marrow from the basketball bone for me. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I feel like I'm just now rebuilding the bone marrow. It, yes, exactly, Kevin. You're a transplant patient at this time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. That's exactly what I feel like. I'm a I'm a chemo patient, but it just and, and the combination of this team. This team, if you don't, first of all, Kurt Kreese, he looks like a 12-year-old Dutch girl, but my God, he's fun to watch. <laughs> he really does. It, and, he's, and he's tough. I mean, that's one of the t- toughest 12-year-old Dutch girls you're ever going to see. If you can't, if you don't enjoy basketball watching that dude, then you need to get out because that guy is fun to watch. This team is fun to watch. They've got a little bit of swag. They've got size. They feel like they're all in. It just, it also feels like they're, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but you guys know what I'm getting at. It just feels like some sort of veil has been lifted. Hey, Kev, when Kirk Creasa gets into the paint and he scores, you know what they should call him? The Dutch oh, boy Lord. in the paint. <laughs> oh, I like that. It's good. Did you just it's come fun. up with that? Look at you. <laughs> it's fun. Shut up. That's nice. That is outstanding. Have I you told should, you? That t-shirt makes itself. Have I told you the Dana Altman joke? If you tell me a creep joke right now, I swear to God, I'll jump to this computer and punch you right in the groin. <laughs> All right. Well, Kev, what do you think about, you know, at this stage, too, and you used to coach a little high school football. A lot of people don't know it. I don't like to talk about it. All right. I don't like to talk about it. I totally, I totally get it. The modest ones never do. But the uh, Arizona just finished a 1-11 season. You know what? John Schuster yeah. might disagree on this. I actually went into the season with no expectations, and granted, they only won one game, but I thought that they were actually somewhat competitive, and maybe it's just the low bar that is Arizona football that if you don't lose 70-7, to it's like, yes, we made progress. What was Uncle Kev's view from a distance, from the Huntington Beach? Well, I, I liked, uh, I had heard of uh, Jed Fish, because my buddy's a, a big UCLA fan, so he was a, he, lo- he loved the, uh, the offense that, that Jed ran. So I had heard of him before, and I, but I wasn't quite sure. Anybody coming into that job, you could just tell Arizona didn't have the talent. You know, you can coach them all you want, and and Jed did a great job. I mean, he talk about the exact opposite of Sumlin as far as the off the field stuff goes. You know, I mean, he came in and 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 did all the social media stuff right, did all the alumni players right. I mean, Fish did every. I mean, up until kickoff, I think he did right. everything absolutely right. I mean, he 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 made it out to be. He put the best dress. On that pig, and as my grandfather grandfather used to say, you can put your boots in the oven, but that don't make them biscuits. And so I think he had everybody all fired up for Arizona football. But you saw they were uh, they were still boots, and Arizona fought. But with that kind of talent uh, vacuum, 
you can only fight for a couple of quarters and then talent just over overcomes everything. But right. I'm I'm excited. Right. I think they're gonna and I think because Robbins was in on this decision as much as he was in, at least that's my sense of it. I think he's gonna get a couple of years, more more than just I think normal guy would get, you know, to turn this thing around. I don't think they're gonna let him go if you know he's gotta win more than one game next year. But um I think he's gonna get an opportunity to really turn this thing around. But there's no I mean, how many guys on Arizona would play for any other team? I mean, really, you know, not not a lot. But there's not a lot of NFL talent on the U of A roster right now, Ken. No, so, God, God, no. Not, not, even, not even a little bit. And, and you being a USC but I, 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 I like him, though. I think it was a, it was a good hire, and I think that the Arizona football is going gonna, is gonna to be all right. But now you've got to deal uh, with USC, which is, you know, that that, that Lincoln Riley is going to hit the ground running and turn USC back into a power. And, you know, one in the South, good luck with that now. Kev, it's almost like we worked together because that was where I was going to go with next. The Lincoln Riley, you and I always, yeah. you and I always talked about it because here's here's at least my take. I've always thought that, and I'm obviously wrong because there's something else I'm missing. I've always thought USC football, or at least I did, was the best job in the country, and it's easy why. I don't literally have to leave a 20 mile radius. I'll always get whoever I want. I'm in the Pac-12 South where you got some other bum programs, so I if if I'm good, I can win there. It's um and but they've always ended up with crummy people like a, a Steve Sarkeesian or a Todd Hel- or Todd Helton, Clay Helton. Um, this is the first time where it's you look at Lincoln Riley coming into town, Kevin, you're like, oh, this is going to be a little bit different now. Yeah. It doesn't it make you wonder who was available before that made you take Todd Helton? Like you couldn't have, I'm sure someone like Lincoln Riley was available. It's like they, they crawled out of the cave from a long slumber and realized they have claws and they can kill things. You know, yeah. like they, they realize, oh, you know what, we're, we're USC football. We can go get a, a Lincoln Riley. Let's go ahead and make that phone call. Instead, they were calling like the hot offensive coordinator from Utah State, you know, and hoping that, oh, will you please come coach for us? And, you know, Lincoln Riley, this this town, this, and I'm, I'm in California right now in Huntington Beach, and this town is is a Dodgers-Lakers um, town. Everything else is tied uh, for second. But when USC football is good, it's a whole other animal. I mean, it, it's a whole other animal. It, it brings it, – it, it involves a little bit of what you get with the Lakers, with the celebrity. It involves a little bit of what you get with the Dodgers when you get the feeling the Dodgers are going to outspend everybody. USC is a private school, and, you know, Lincoln Riley is going to make far more money at a private school than he would have made at LSU. Everyone's like, oh, why did you, uh, you take USC? Why didn't you take LSU? USC has some of the deepest pockets – and alumni and people that will find ways to get Lincoln Riley money, then it's plus, I mean, you made a great point. He doesn't have to leave the state to recruit. Hell, he might not have to leave the county to recruit, you know, and yeah. in Oklahoma, you're on a plane, you're, you're having to leave. You got to go to Texas. You got to, you got to, and that helps your, that helps your assistant coaches. You can pay your assistant coaches more because you're a private school. I mean, this is just a win-win for everybody. And I, I'm amazed at the people who are like, Oh, I can't believe he, I can't believe he would leave. And it sort of ties into the, uh, and I'm kind of pissed off at Jay Billis right now. It sort of ties into um, uh, Notre Dame's uh, coach. I just drew a blank on his name. Brian um, Kelly leaving to go. Uh, what's that? What'd you say? Kelly. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you said something. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, Kelly going to LSU, and Jay Billis is like, is you know all bent out of shape because these coaches are taking other jobs. But what are you supposed to do? Like I don't understand how it's any different than being a really good plumber and you've got a great job. You love your job, but someone across town comes and offers you more money, better benefits, uh, all these subsidies. 
it's in a part of the city your your uh, it's got better schools. Your wife loves that. It's closer to whatever your wife loves, and and you're supposed to stay there out of some demented sense of loyalty. I don't understand that. You know, now these guys can. You've got the transfer portal. They can all start making their own money. And how are Jersey sales going, by the way? From Jersey sales. So Jay Billis has all been out of shape. He's got his butt in a wad because these players, these coaches are leaving. But you know what? The players, just the transfer portal and the ability to make money alone. What would you have Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley do? Say, no, I can't. I've got to stay here now for another. I mean, Brian Kelly did all he can do at that school. Notre Dame is exactly like Stanford. I have two lifelong friends of mine, both of them. They're married. They're a married couple. They uh, work in administration in Stanford. And getting into Stanford is no joke. They're not like other schools where they like turn their head or give you all these, you know, these half-assed courses of, you know, every course is a, a recreation course. Stanford, if you don't get in, you don't get in. They don't give a flying crap. And Notre Dame is the same way. You go to LSU, you think it's going to be a little bit easier to get some of his guys in. It's going to be a hell of a lot easier. So I'm just a little bit out of shape today that that the Jay Billis and his like and some of the some of the fanboys on Twitter. Oh, I can't. You would do the same exact thing. If someone offered you that job, better benefits, better everything, that wife is happier, the kids are happier, you'd do the same thing. So the hypocrisy of it is just is just such bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> that's what I think. One thing that I want to, uh, as uh, moving over here, um, one thing that I, and Kevin doesn't know this, but now that we've got Zencaster figured out, Kevin and uh, Kevin is going to be on the podcast weekly here at Locked On Wild. Yeah. You, you might have something to say yeah, about kinda, that. Never before, but I, I canceled. I canceled on you a couple of times, and I feel bad about that. But so you, re- I will come on with you weekly. That's you my promise it, to you. And you paid it back with hot pockets, silver square. Look at it that way. Yes, I did pay you back. I, I probably the first time Amazon has ever sent hot pockets through the mail. <laughs> yes, yes. But I do want to give. Uh, I have a John Schuster sitting next to me. Kevin Woodman here. Um, I'm obviously that not. Now? What's that? Who's that now? Uh, I don't know. A guy named Shoe Shoe something or other. I'm not sure. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally familiar. Correct. So, <laughs> if I want to give Kevin, I want to give Kevin a big shout out here, and we'll we'll kind of go down wherever angle uh, Uncle Kev wants to go. But I'm going to lead off here. Um, when uh, I was there's three people that I'm indebted to at uh, for getting my radio start really going, and that's Rob Lance for bringing me in the door. Kevin Woodman more so than anybody for fighting to put me on air. We'll get to that in just a second from my perspective. And John Schuster being the guy behind the scenes who's really uh, helped me out at every stop. Um, For people saying, well, what do you mean by that, Mike? Well, you know, I haven't really gotten into this, but I am going to go into this with one one person. There's a guy at Cumulus who from day one uh, did not like me, and his name is Herb Crow. I will get to Herb Crow in just a moment. Herb didn't even want to hire me as a board op and um, basically took the microphone from me, tried basically to hire everybody and their mother except me to be on with Kev. And Kev, uh, to his ultimate credit, um, basically said, I want to do this show with Mike. And you exerted your influence there, Kev. And I will never forget. I will never forgive you. I will forever be indebted to that. Um, You know, this Herb. Herb is just not, to be honest with you, and again, this is the only person I'm going to get into about it with, Herb's just not a nice dude. Herb's the type of guy that, you know what, he's the guy that is making fun of the homeless person as he's driving to church. 
that's just the that's that's the type of dude he is. He's not a straightforward guy. He's got the little Napoleonic complex. And you know what? If if we do see each other at some point, I probably will have words with him. And again, this isn't a guy leaving uh, and bashing his uh, his employer. This is somebody that je- that personally dislikes somebody because of a lot of the stuff that Herb put me through. But you know what? Again, that's pretty much the only guy that I'm going to sit here and bash. But you know what? Like I said, the uh, the church reference I think is spot on, and I've had quite a few people tell me that know him that that's you know that that's a fair assessment. But I will and. The other one part I want to go at with this too is that, and this is to stick up for Uncle Kev here in a big way, Herb had absolutely no problem with how Kevin was doing his job. None. This isn't Kevin speaking. This is me speaking right here. None. He sat there. He knew everything Kevin was saying, which we was totally cool with. Then when stuff hits the fan, he pretends he doesn't know. He throws other people under the bus. And that's why I think uh, at least Kevin found himself in the position he is because he had a pro or a uh, operations manager who pretended that he didn't know what was being said and just tried to throw Kevin under the bus. And so, again, Kev, I'm going to give you the floor here, but that's my take on Herb Crow, And uh, I am forever indebted to you for standing up to him for me. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. Thank you. I think the term you're looking for is hypocrisian. That's yes, what the, very that's much what so. Them, is a hypocrisian. Yeah. Um, and the thing I couldn't understand working with uh, when Herb, when we would talk about you, is it was always, and you could tell too, he was, it was always a personal thing. Like he would, you know, something would happen where there'd be a mistake and it was either you or I that made it. And if we found out that you made it, it was, it was bigger than if I had made it or if it was somebody else had made it. Like, you know, I, I'm, and in my mind, it was just like, well, you know, shit happens. We're we're running a radio station. We're going to make mistakes. And but if it was you, somehow it was, I don't know, it was a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that here's how you know that it's that it's wrong on a lot of levels. That I don't know you other than Nate Rady, there aren't a lot of people who don't like you. Right. <laughs> I don't I'm not a personal person. And, and, you're, and other than Nate, and I'm kidding. I'm kidding about Nate Rady. But Nate Rady is like, if you don't like Nate Rady. I would look at you sort of cockeyed. And it's sort of the same thing with you. I think Herb on some level resented that. Resented that you, everyone would stop, like he'd walk by and there'd be a different person in the studio talking to you. Right. And I think on some level, which is sort of sad if you think about it, I think he resented that. I mean, it was everyone. Sales loved you. Uh, People in promotions loved you. Uh, The the IT, Julio, they loved, everyone loved Mike. You're a very lovable guy. And I think on some level, which is actually we should be more sad than angry. I think Herb resented that. And he handled it, of course, in the only power that he had, which was, you know, to try to make your life as miserable as possible or get rid of you or whatever. But, you know, whatever part I had in you being on the radio, I was happy to do it. I, I was telling my mom this morning because um, we were talking about radio and there was something on uh, the Today Show or something about pre- prepping for a show. And she said, oh, how long did you and Mike prep for a show? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, Mom, let me tell you a story. <laughs> I realized I realized a month of doing the show with you when we first started it was going to be just you and me, that I didn't have to send you. You knew all this stuff. In fact, the fact the shows where I sent you stuff were actually some of our worst shows because it, yes. it sort of confused both of us. It was better if we just talked. And you know, so you have a gift for this. So don't, you know, I think I appreciate your, your thought. I really do. But you're a, you're a rising star and you don't, you know, you didn't need anybody. You were going to happen 
uh, on your own. But I really, I really appreciate it, and I really miss doing the show with you. And it's sad that something as good as we had ended uh, over something so unbelievably stupid and false on it, both ends, both yours and mine, false towards towards both of us. Yeah, it's something that I want to, and let's, let's get into that a little bit further. Something that I want to add here too, and this is what this was after uh, you were uh, let go to give people out there an idea of how even people in the building knew that it was nonsense, including Herb. Herb sits there and he says to me, he says, well, you know, um, if Kevin, uh, Ke I always thought Kevin did a really good job here. And if he ever needed a recommendation, I'll always be here. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you didn't even have the guts to go talk to the guy. Get out of here with that nonsense. He never said a word to me. Never said a word. I worked directly for the man for 16 years. Never said a word to me. Not a text, not an email, not a phone call, not nothing. Zero, nada. That is the most classless. There are certain things that separate us from the wolves, and there's nothing in the laws or nothing in cumulus that says he has to do that. That's something. When they hired me for the job, they took me out to dinner and mm -hmm. wined me and dined me. But when they fired me, I never talked to Kenny and I never talked to Herb. And that to me is, that shows you so much integrity. I mean, it would never, ever, ever occur to me to fire someone and then not talk to them or fire them over the phone or fire them via an email. Never. And it's just classless and gutless and, and it tells you everything you need to know about somebody. And the thing about it too, Kev, is that, you know, I mean, these are things that are, these are things that are public knowledge. People can look this up. The city here, I mean, you just saw from the tweet you put out today, the city here loves you and loves the show that we were able to put together. And the ratings indicated that. I mean, this the station had yeah. sky high the station had sky high ratings. I'm not gonna get into anything really with Rich. You don't know Rich really, so other than the fact Rich yeah. Rich doesn't do anything for me. I'll just leave it at that. But you look at the ratings right now, Kevin. They're at a point two. When you would, when you and I were doing this thing, they were always in the mid ones. They were up there. They were, and you know, it's it's yeah, we, we had twos. We had twos for towards the end there. We were doing quite well. Yes. So it's it's not like anybody was looking and saying, man, you know, they're not doing the job. And the, again, the point here, I just really wanted to say though, too. And again, um, this. It was important for me to have you on on this first one. We'll be on again next week just to tell you how much you are missed in this city and how much I am indebted to you because I, I get what you're saying about, you know, you would you would have made it either way. But the difference, though, and you know this better than anybody, radio is such a limited field. There's only a couple jobs like this in the city. So you can try your butt off, but yeah. if you don't have any kind of name recognition, which I was able to get through 1290, then you know what? It doesn't really matter. And like I said, Kev, yeah. um, it, just, just hearing your voice, seeing your face, this will sound really corny, but it's like when I went and saw you in Cali, it just, it's, yeah, me too. You're, you're, you're a special dude, my man. And um, we're, we're bringing you, we're oh, bringing you, you back. We're bringing you back into the fold right here, and we're going to have you on each week. And um, well, obviously, a lot of sports to talk about. But Kev, again, I can't Absolutely. thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on. And just know that the city out here loves you, and that you know more so than anything, you were uh, you you were fantastic to me, and you continue to be a great dude. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate it. I miss you. I love you very much, and uh, we'll uh, make this happen uh, weekly. And uh, see if you can ditch shoe next time. All right, he's just dead weight. Hey, one thing though that I did promise that somebody I uh, did promise to somebody that I would end on though is, and you know what, Kevin, you can't hang up yet. And I, I will always love Kevin. <laughs>
man, if you want to ditch me next week, that'll do it. And I think I might have gotten the best. I might have gotten the best end of the deal. My my left eye, I've lost vision in my left eye, <laughs> and you turned on my microwave somehow. I don't know how you turned my microwave on, but you did. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's he's Kevin. The show Wood. was going along so well. I don't know how the hell you ruined that, but you completely killed that. I was feeling good about myself. I, but you know what, Kev? That's why I buttered you up so that I could get to that point. Exactly. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate you guys. Be good. For Kevin Woodman, I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats.